in my mug, episode 379 on Monday the 15th of February 2016. I'm your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug. Welcome to the news. So, first of all, I guess this is this is my platform to kind of talk to lots of people. So I would like, like to make a public apology. Uh, this public apology is to the Royal Mail Postal Service um, for all of the Valentine's Day cards and gifts they had to deliver to me because I'm such a hottie. But, um, yeah, no, didn't get any. Nothing. Nobody loves me. Oh, well. Um, there are lots of new El Limons, um, some special processes, special varietals gone on the site this week. Um, one of them is going to be in my mug in a few weeks' time, so uh, I don't know which one yet. Um, but if you may want to try them all together, you ask me to tell you, and I will be able to tell you in a couple of weeks which one it will be then, because I still haven't decided. Um, but yeah, El Limon, a uh, fantastic farm in Guatemala, and um, next bit of news really kind of flows on from that. I'm going to be there next week with uh, Beto. Um, I'm going to try and record in my mug for the one in a couple of weeks' time with him as well, but we'll see how that works out. I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, going out to Guatemala because my friend's out there getting married out there, who, who, who lives there. Um, so, um, yeah, going to go to his wedding, which I'm also excited about. And um, coffees that won't be making in my mug, because last time I did it, you beat me up, episode 200, go take a look. Um, it is a decaf. Um, it is a decaf from uh, Colombia, an old favourite called El Meridiano. Um, it is a delicious decaf, and I'm not just saying that. It really is a delicious coffee on its own, and it happens to be decaffeinated. Should definitely give that a whirl. And that was the news. Um, Moving swiftly on to focus on this week, the focus on is on the varietal Katura. So Katura is a coffee varietal originating in Brazil, um, but so Katura is a coffee varietal originating in Brazil, um, but. Kind of there still, but not one of the leading ones that gets used. Um, it is a mutant from the uh, Bourbon varietal. Uh, like Bourbon, it shares many of its negative aspects. So it's not very pest resistant, it can be difficult to grow, it has a fairly low yield. Um, Couture is slightly higher yield than Bourbon, um, but it's still pretty low yielding. Because that you can plant it <coughs> in a very high density in the area. So you can have around about 10,000 plants per hectare where it's normally around about 6,000 plants. Um, and they can be as little as a meter apart. So they can be much closer together than typical, uh, typical varietals uh, by wind and much easier to pick because it's lower to the ground. And that was Focus On. So this week's coffee is a Bolivian coffee. And coffee production traditionally was registered, was like kind of concentrated in the Los Yungas region where it's very subtropical. Uh, <coughs> it meant that coffee grew very easily. Um, and that's kind of where lots of it came from. This is from the north of Yungas. So this is from Caranavi, which like, if you've watched it in my mug, you know where Caranavi is. Um, but it's located in the department of La Paz City. It's about 150 kilometers from the capital. Um, and has now become the centre of Bolivian coffee production. It is 
there is so many great coffees coming from there. It really is putting everybody else into the shade. Um, they are focused on coffee there because they have a really good mill that will do lots of the processing for them. Um, and it means that coca has been, coca is not so popular there, whereas in Save the Youngest, where it used to be, the, the hotbed, um, that's what they're growing now is coca for the coca leaves. Um, there are many complications in Bolivian coffee. Uh, the coffee industry is very small, producers are very small, there is no access to education, there are no agronomists, um, and really nobody knows how to grow good coffee there. The other problem is that they are exporting problems. So the government is quite a closed government, so it's difficult to get coffee out. And that's where AgriCaf, who have become our partners over the past few years, uh, the exporters help us. They are helping producers by feeding information. Um, we were part of a program last year where uh, we paid a, I think it was a seven cent premium on every coffee that we bought to fly in an agronomist to talk to producers. And uh, if you remember from uh, a few uh, weeks ago when we did the Vincent Payey, he had a lot of help with that. Um, but the other thing that the AgriCalf are trying to do is they're investing in the area. So they've, they realized that coffee producers were getting less and less. So they've started to spend money on buying farms themselves. Um, and this is the first of the project um, that's actually starting to produce. On the farm they have uh, Katura, Katai, Tipica, Java, SL28, Bourbon, um, all things that are really exciting to taste in, 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 um, in Bolivia. Um, the other interesting part about this, and I, I think it's great, is that this is a, a, an all-woman run uh, picking farm so all of the picking has been done by one small group of highly trained women who are uh, getting work in Karanavi so not having to go to La Paz um, and it's a really good project I mean it really is every time I go you see I'm seeing it develop and I've been there since the first plantings right through to this one now starting to produce so very excited to be able to share it with you so this is um, from, uh, it's a Bolivian coffee from the farm La Linda, uh, which is in the Los Yungas region. Uh, altitude of 1400 to 1500 meters above sea level. It is a, uh, it's one of those hybrid kind of pulp washed stroke things. So, but they're saying it's washed, so we'll go with that. Um, and the varietal is Red Katura, which we talked about at the start. Um, so now we should go to this week's map bit. So here we are, I'm waving, bye everybody, up, up and away. That roof really needs tidying on, has been. But anyway, we're going across the Atlantic and we're going to South America. Not Central America where we normally go, but we're going to the wonderful, uh, wonderful Bolivia. And uh, Bolivia, as we know, one of my favourite places. And we always like the interesting facts. So the most dangerous road in the world is the Bolivian road of death that I've cycled down five times now, because I'm dead brave. Dead, dead brave. But we're zooming down, and we're going to zoom down to La Linda, which is the farm that we're talking about today. And unfortunately, this day, it was a little cloudy. Um, that tends to be what happens. But while I was there last time, we had breakfast, and you can see all the breakfast items here. It was absolutely idyllic. You can see it was a little bit cloudy that day on the photos as well, so must have been the day that Google Earth was scanning, looking for what I was having. But it was absolutely gorgeous, beautiful place to sit and enjoy the Bolivian scenery. 
great mountain range that's around Karanavi here. You can see all of the other farms that we uh, we buy from. There's a, so many farms around here that we love to work with. Um, Karanavi is not far away. We should talk about the, the points. So the, the lowest point is 90 metres above sea level, which is Rio Paraguay. Uh, and the highest is Nevado Samaja, which is 6,500 metres above sea level, which is just crazy altitude. Um, at that altitude, yeah, you're really tough to breathe. Um, but there's Karanavi there, so you can see it's not far away. In fact, if you go to the top of the farm, you can still you can see Karanavi the other side. It's uh, just a beautiful, picturesque farm. And that was this week's map bit. I don't know how that map bit's going to work out because I couldn't find many photos from there uh, that I have, but um, hopefully we've been able to cobble something together. Talking of cobbling together, Roland, give us your daft fact of the week. This is traditional wear, but there's an interesting story behind why the ladies of Bolivia all wear these very small hats. In the 1800s, the British were out there building railways. For all of their railway staff, they decided they were going to have bowler hats, but when they sent them, they were all too small. So, not wanting to waste their hats, they told all of the indigenous ladies that it was very fashionable back in Europe to wear a small hat. Now, today, they still wear these hats. Damn English! It's a true story. Um, these hats, they wear them like this on the back of their heads. You see them everywhere when you're walking around and it all comes from the British ordering the wrong size hats for all of their railway works in the 1800s. Everywhere I go when I'm buying coffee, I have to apologize for anything that we may have done. But this is one of the better things we've done because the women look really cool with them on. Um, and it really has become a Bolivian thing, so um, yeah. Okay, gonna whap you on pause, gonna go and make tasty and delicious drinks. Be back with you in just a second. Back, back in the room. Um, to talk about the hats, I wanted to show you this. I don't know whether I'm making it go all out of focus and terribly bad, but these are the hats. Um, and this is the story that I got told about the hats. So <laughs> um, that was my that was a Christmas present from um, uh, Agricaf who own this farm. So I thought it was quite relevant. So let's dive into the espresso before it goes too cold. Now, I found this on the cupping table, but I find it even more in the espresso. You know, like, you get dark cho chocolate sweets, you know, like in a box of chocolates, and you get those raspberry creams with the dark chocolate. Not a little bit. It doesn't taste like it. It is it. It's a raspberry cream with dark chocolate. It is... Mm -mm -mm. It is really, really, really good. Right, Chemex, done. I'm just gonna pour it out before I have the, oh, it's been everywhere. Look at these mugs. I love this color combination. 
with the saucer and the mug. It's actually not meant to be that way, but it's a mistake. Well, it's not a Chris thought about it because Chris set this up with Katie this morning and uh, yeah. Now I worried the milk would kill a lot of those flavors, but it just tastes like, It tastes of raspberry chocolate, raspberry chocolate and milk. And it's nice, it's really good. It just, yeah, it's a great cup. It tastes so much like raspberry. I'm tasting it now. I know, I know but I, I really am. This is like big time flavors. Now the brood, you get the, all those things again. You get the raspberry cream, dark chocolate, what you do get with that is you get a very clean coffee and you get to taste a lot of the texture. So it's a very creamy aftertaste. It's got a really velvety, thick texture. Um, this is awesome coffee. Like this is so good. Uh, this is like one of the best I've seen come out of Bolivia this, certainly this year. Um, and you're all getting it first. Like go see other roasters, see how much Bolivian they've got. This is all new crop Bolivian and it's been here for two months. Like we, we've literally got that first container out. We have a great relationship with the exporters and they really are our friends. And um, I can't wait to come see them again in July, August and see how this farm's developing and hopefully start to see some more of those varietals come through as well. Listen, I'm rambling. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Um, yeah, very much look forward to in a couple of weeks doing the uh, the one on location on the farm. I'm, I'm just bigging this one up and I don't even know if I can do it yet. I'm still waiting for Beto to come back and confirm he's free, but if not, you'll get me doing it in a hotel room somewhere. Um, anyway, thank you very much for joining me. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.